Hello, everybody. Welcome to ITOA Today, the podcast from Blue Medora, where we talk about important trends in IT operations and analytics. Today's conversation is going to be with Brian Williams, one of our lead solution architects at Blue Medora. Brian has an interesting background. He's been with the company for quite a while. But our topic today is going to be focused around alerting, managing alerts, dealing with the inevitable alert storm, how you can preempt, perhaps prevent that from happening, um, or at least manage it in the context of your day-to-day activities. Uh, So with that, uh, let me introduce you to Brian. Brian, why don't you tell a little bit about uh, your background, if you could, with the audience? Thanks, Aaron. Glad to uh, participate and talk to you a little bit about uh, how we can help with alerting. So yeah, I've been with the company with Blue Medora for over six years, really helping with this journey into providing additional contacts and IT monitoring and operations systems. Me personally, I've always been into IT uh, ever since back in college when I decided to go start working with that type of technology. And quickly out of that, I started working at a local 911 center. So that really helped drive my passion for alerting and knowing what's going on. Um, In that community, it really mattered to have IT systems running for the police and fire systems. So I really took that seriously. Um, Unfortunately, that kind of got me into learning some of the pain points of after-hours alerting and being woken up for systems with outages. Um, That really kind of leads us into kind of the next topic. It's getting into traditional alerting with pain points. And that's where I really learned my first experience with uh, alert fatigue and alert storms. Yeah, I think alert fatigue and alert storms, it's a big topic. Um, You know, there was a recent survey that I was uh, reading that talked about um, the amount of work that is unplanned, right? And so that's going to be your reactive type actions that are going to happen in your day-to-day activities. Uh, You might be trying to get to uh, implementing new initiatives and new systems, but inevitably you have to react to those unplanned uh, issues that are going to come, either outages or, or... other types of incidents that are going to show up in, in, in your queue. Um, again, this survey, you know, most, it, it, uh, basically 25 to um, the vast majority of the respondents said that anywhere between 25 and 75% of their daily tasks were basically rela- reacting to unplanned um, activity. And that was, uh, that was about 75% of the respondents. So that's a big chunk of time, right? And it's being initiated by alerts. And it's definitely something I've experienced, so I can agree with that, that reaction. Um, unfortunately, you know, we try to grind through our jobs and get through those alerting and make it happen. But at some point, we need to sit down and think about how we can make that better. Um, with the alert fatigue where you're getting constant alerts every morning you're stepping into the office trying to figure out what context there is for that alert or those alert storms where you're getting slammed with the same alerts over and over again or the same time of day, it can be a real problem for us. So how do we get into getting better with that alerts? How do we, how do we change that traditional model or, or improve and evolve that to an, the next level? A lot of that could be done with the the ITOA concept of IT operations and analytics. Of course, traditional operations is going to fire alerts with thresholds, send it out to pager duty so we can get woken up in the middle of the night. Or maybe we can jump into more of an analytical approach. Um, That's where we can start 
putting conditions on alerts, or we can start being more proactive with our operations by taking advantage of some of the deep analytics and machine learning capabilities that are available on a lot of the modern ITOA platforms that can really get us to that next level. Um, Aaron, I'm sure you've heard about kind of some of the capabilities of machine learning and, and proactivity. Um, is, is that something that you're familiar with? Have you worked with that technology or? Well, certainly uh, that's a huge topic within the community, right? Um, I think that as people are trying to get past the, the, the notion of, of dealing with alert storms, there's a natural gravitation to, can I get, instead of more people to manage the problem, can I get machines? Can I get intelligence? Can I get artificial intelligence to sift through the, the, the noise, right, and try to find the signal? Um, so that then, you know, from a higher level standpoint, we can start managing alerts. I know that in, um, and maybe you can share with, with me your perspective, but uh, it seems like there are different kinds of alerts, right? Um, there are the kinds of alerts that are going to be related to, you know, high, I think we, we tend to typically categorize things by urgency and priority, right? Um, what's the severity? Uh, how how above or below a critical threshold, right, is something happening? What is the recurrence level of these types of, you know, of this particular alarm or alert that's going off? Maybe you could kind of share some of that, um, some of that perspective, especially as it relates to getting past managing it manually. Yeah, and a lot of those constructs are going to be things that we're typically familiar with. Um, you know, setting those alert severities of warning, uh, critical alarms to let you know kind of what's going on with that system. Uh, and really being able to take those, those tools and constructs of the different severities, uh, tiering levels, what type of environment it's impacting, and using that data so that you can get a, a good understanding of how does this really impact the business? What service could this possibly impact that could be a problem for us or understanding the root cause and context. So not just getting alert on an object or an item, but understanding how that object, item, or element in your system impacts the greater usage of your customers, your end users, your other coworkers, and how they utilize the IT environment. So it's not just knowing there's an outage and knowing there's alert, but understanding why so that you could potentially solve that problem rather than just rebooting a server again and going back about your business. Um, so really, how do we get to that next level beyond those traditional tools of the severity levels, hard thresholds? That's where we can get into um, deeper types of metric details. So with things like dimensional data, uh, relational context, that's really going to get you to that next level. Um, that really kind of starts tying us into, you know, Bloomadora and why we're having this conversation is because this is obviously something we provide. We help provide that deep metric context. We have very good metrics and key performance indicators for all the different types of data that we're pulling into different operating systems so that we can see what's going on. And that helps get us that dimensional data. So rather than just getting alert with an object, we can see the related context and systems impacted. So we can make better decisions on those alerts. So fundamentally, it seems to me that that is, that, you know, when we, we kind of started the topic of, around this concept of alert storms, it seems to me that when... Um, an alert storm happens, it's some type of failure, some type of error, some type of issue that is happening within the context of the entire environment, right? The whole stack. And 
all of the objects or some significant portion of the objects because they are all interdependent, right? They start suffering together. And when they start suffering together, that sends out all the alerts, right, for all those objects. But most times, they haven't all failed coincidentally, right, together. Uh, there has been some type of root cause, right, that relates to the interdependencies between those different objects. And to get to that is where you have to be able to find, uh, to suppress all the rest of those alerts, right? It, resolving that root cause is really going to be where you're 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 going to have uh, obviously your best ability to react. So again, in the context of like trying to determine right those the interrelationships, um, ha like and 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 manage that storm kind of scenario, right? What are the techniques that are necessary to be able to do that? I mean whether or not you have some type of advanced machine learning, you know, correlation analysis engine working behind the scenes. Yeah, and it's uh, and that can be a challenge. Um, you know, for for a lot of us, how we tackle alert storms uh, is is by going through those alerts manually, really digging in and, and getting open and understanding where that alert is coming from, and having a deep analytical tool so you can do your research on that alert and research the environment and what systems could be impacted. Um, then then what we like to do is tweak that alert. You know, if we're getting an alert storm because we're seeing a cascade of alerts from a a hardware failure and we have some software that is cascading with alerts it's all from that hardware failure so how do we improve that alert so next time we catch it sooner before those systems are impacted so that could be tweaking the thresholds or moving to a new platform that gives you dynamic thresholds or deeper analytics so that metric can trigger on so that can really help us get to that next level by being able to see that that context and correlation behind it so it's you're what you're really fundamentally talking about is like preempt the alert storm altogether by making better use of the signals that could be predictive of when that more catastrophic failure is going to occur, right? Exactly. And that's that's why companies like Bloomadora play such an important role in this in this specific piece is because we provide the extensibility for these platforms. As we know, most of these platforms have a focus, um, and they focus on a certain piece of technology really well. They may not be able to touch every piece of hardware, software-defined network, or other types of constructs that make up the environment. So really, when you're able to pull with partners like Bloomadora and pull extensibility into that platform, you can get deeper context and deeper visibility. This enables you to have uh, the tools and the data you need to tweak those alerts to make them more relevant and make sure you catch these things faster and, and more appropriately. Of course, with IT operations and everything we're talking about here, this can also lead into some of the some of the concepts that I'm personally really excited about that I'm starting to see a little bit uh, in the field, and that's getting taking this operational data, taking this intelligent uh, analytical data for alerts, and starting to move that into automation. Um, most IT departments are either engaged or fully um, uh, accepting of automation in the IT realm. It's really becoming a necessity and no longer a nice to have. It really is important that we move faster in IT and we're as efficient as possible with our people time. So automation can really help that. 
So to have a great automation deployment, you really have to have strong operational data to trigger from, and that data needs context. If you're automating a repair and it's continually repairing the same thing over and over again and you're not cause fixing the root cause, that automation isn't helping you. It's just spinning up more workload in your environment and causing more problems. So if we want to get to that um, slowly becoming a reality and no longer a mythical concept of a self-healing data center with automation, we need to have great operational data, we need to have that deep uh, context of that data, and we need to be able to move fast and be proactive with that data. You know, so part of my background is in the application, kind of the app dev space, and, and uh, uh, you know, one of the concepts that um, we had really preached and talked about with DevOps type uh, folks was this notion of, you know, self-healing against failures being a function of essentially reverting the code, right? Okay, you did a release. Now all of a sudden there's errors, right? And, you know, let's just revert that release, right? Revert back to the previous uh, state. In infrastructure, it's a little bit different, but still some of that concept I think applies, right? Because for example, this we see this I think a lot of times with a lot of our customers. They're interested in understanding uh, what is the state and the performance of obviously all of the different objects within their infrastructure. There are certain critical choke points, you know, bottlenecks, right, that it can occur if you're suddenly faced with a change in the configuration of, let's say, a load balancer, right, that for some reason doesn't shunt the traffic the way that it's supposed to, and now all of a sudden you've got web servers that are just completely overloaded, and users are, exp are, are, are experiencing failures and issues, right? So is it possible to create automation that can, just like you would revert code, maybe revert configurations for certain pieces of infrastructure, right? When you, if you had the data that told you what the configurations were, right? Yes, and I, I think that is uh, obtainable for, for most organizations when they have that strong operational data, they can make those changes. And automation isn't just about automating things to make things easier, it really is also about bringing the continuous integration model into the IT realm. Our developers have been doing this for a while with, with, with code changes and understanding branches and understanding how they can automate deployments in that model. We need to bring the continuous integration model to IT so it can move faster, it can adapt faster, and in that situation of a config change, a simple config change causing a, a new deployment to perform poorly, we need to know that it is that config change, we need to notify someone of it, or notify an automation system to make a change and check it later. And that's what's really gonna get us to that next level, is having that deeper context and that visibility into those systems so that we can have the power to automate or to bring that continuous integration model and move faster um, with those changes and repairs. Yeah, I think it's super powerful when you're using a monitoring tool, right? And, and uh, IT operational analytics that can uh, understand and accept not only uh, or, or be able to monitor and trend on performance, behavior, but also state, right? Which gets to the notion of like, 
maybe there was a state-related change that resulted in a difference in the behavior, which then created you know, an alert and perhaps cascaded that alert right across multiple tiers within your stack. I think you're right there, Aaron, <laughs> with that concept. So it's uh, definitely something we want to get to. Um, I think we can do that. But in the meantime, we're still going to have traditional alerting. Um, we're yeah. still going to have it in a lot of places. So uh, never forget that uh, the, the, the new way of doing things can really help us uh, speed up. But we're still going to have to rely on some of those traditional concepts of tweaking those alerts and changing them as we, as we go. Um, and that is kind of getting into a concept in operations. Um, I don't believe operation systems are ever complete. Um, it is a constant growing model. Um, when you do get an alert that is uh, unrelevant, that's where you really need to tweak it, change it, suppress it, or send it to a different team that's more appropriate uh, that can address that alert. And uh, with the right amount of love in our alerting and uh, uh, and propping them up with the capabilities, uh, they're going to be more relevant. It really is a concept where the time you put in is the time you get out and how effective those alerts are. Um, if you're going to throw an out-of-the-box system out there and flip a switch and tell it to alert you whatever it wants to out of the box, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. Uh, every environment is so wildly different that you're going to have to go in there, tweak those, suppress some alerts because they're not going to be relevant to your certain use cases, and some are going to be more important to you based on, on uh, how dense you're running in your virtual environment or, or other types of environments. So it's really important to be to be active with those alerts and then try to take advantage of the new tools that are out there to provide deeper analytics so that you can potentially find errors and issues before that alert occurs so that uh, you know when you're sleeping in bed that uh, nothing's going wrong and everyone's happy. I love that that concept of, you know, alert love, right? Like alerts need care and feeding. You, like just like else. your infrastructure, <laughs> right? And and you know, obviously, we're getting more and more to, uh, you know, to the proliferation of the concept of you know, cattle, not pets, right? As it relates to your infrastructure, but still, it. I was I was at a conference uh, recently where uh, there was a, a a customer actually it was it was a, a large uh, a cloud provider that was talking about the migration of their alerts from one tool to another tool and having accumulated essentially technical debt, so to speak, of of alerts that that totaled some something like something around six hundred alerts. And there was absolutely no way that they were going to migrate six hundred alerts over into this new system. It just didn't make sense because probably a good portion of them were were just completely not relevant, right? You mentioned relevancy. So yeah, what is what would you recommend in terms of a best practice for providing that kind of care and feeding? Yeah, and that's uh, really monitoring your environment and understanding the baselines is the first thing. Um, while they may be transferring over 600 alerts from one system, if they're deploying new hardware or new greenfield deployment, it's going to have different uh, thresholds, different limits. Those alerts may no longer be relevant. And I've seen, in my personal experience, I've seen companies that have a collection or a knowledge base of alerts and they try to move it over and it doesn't always go well because you may be using a new operations tool. You may be using moving to new hyper-converged technology that's going to operate a little bit differently in the software-defined stack than some of the traditional models. So really, it's about understanding your baselines and building those views up. 
taking advantage of a strong tool or an operational tool and setting those baselines so that we can set nice thresholds or take advantage of the dynamic type of thresholds that are available. So in their case, it's probably the best bet to move to a modern IT system and get some help from a partner to ramp up those alerts and customizations as soon as possible. The sooner you get a baseline and get some functional level alerting in there, the sooner you can rest, uh, sleep at night and understand that that stuff is gonna work. So it really is important to evaluate the technology you're on, evaluate the operational tools that are available to you, take advantage of the feature sets that are, that are in there, and you're gonna be able to have the alerting you need um, if you put the right time into it. It's great recommendations. Um, you know, we're kind of running up against the uh, the the our time limit here. Um, any other last thoughts on how folks can just improve the way that they manage this? You know, this really critical and important concept of of uh, of alerting. Well, the best thing I can say is make sure you put time into your operations system. Um, and I find it very common at IT organizations that operations can feel like a nice to have when everything's running well. It's difficult to explain to your management that you need to purchase software to monitor and make sure everything's running okay when it's running okay. So it is one of those things that uh, can be a afterthought until you need it. So my best recommendation is don't wait until you need to buy insurance. Buy it before an accident happens. So just like everything else in life, you need to be, you need to be prepared. And having a strong operational set, having strong baselines of understanding what's expected in your environment, having some predefined alarms to let you know when things are going out of bounds, that's going to set you up for success and, and make sure that you're stable and operational. Awesome. Great feedback. So thank you, Brian, for sharing your experience and, uh, and your wisdom with, uh, with, with the audience here today. Um, if you'd like to learn more about Blue Medora, please visit our website at bluemedora.com. You can find out more about our uh, point of view on, on not only alerting, but uh, other concepts in monitoring the entirety of your IT stack. Um, so that you can be more successful in your day-to-day -day operations. Thanks again, Brian. Really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll sign out. Thank you, Erna. I had a great time.